from the newsroom of South Coast Today. This is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Hello and welcome back to the Courtside with Kurt podcast. After an extensively lengthy hiatus, we are back and we're ready to do this more often now. I am alongside longtime Standard Times Courts and Cops reporter, Kurt Brown. How you doing, Kurt? I'm good, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing great because we're back with Courtside with Kurt. Yeah, so uh, schedules are finally aligning again, and uh, hopefully right. we'll have a lot more of these to come. I hope uh, we're so getting too. back. We're kind of what we were doing before we went on a little hiatus there. Same thing. We're kind of identifying an interesting mm-hmm. or unique case, and we're kind of diving a little bit deeper into that, mm-hmm. giving folks a little bit more background. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Drew A. Beck, mm. a thirty-year-old uh, Taunton man mm. who was arrested uh, after police say he did a smash and grab. Uh, this feels like the 80s here, smash mm-hmm. and grab at a jewelry store, uh, actually a jewelry kiosk mm-hmm. in the Dartmouth Mall. So uh, this didn't seem to be the most thought out plan, according to uh, what the police have said about this case here. Uh, he first uh, first was in a K Jewelers first. It's in the mall mm-hmm. and was uh, looking at some gold necklaces, was it? Yes, uh, that's exactly right. And I uh, had asked, asked for a f- look at a few at a time. And uh, they rejected that request. They said, no, store policy, you mm-hmm. look at one at a time. Uh, so he left, and they noticed him kind of circling the mall, circling mm-hmm. this uh, Jewelry Express kiosk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, next thing you know, he's uh, grabbing a hammer, mm-hmm. smashing a case, grabbing $87,000 in jewelry, mm-hmm. and uh, taking off out, uh, out that exit kind of like by the Panera, right, in the T-Mobile. Correct, exactly. Uh, out to his car and taking off, and uh, they eventually found him in Lakeville, but we'll get into more of that mm. later. But what stood out about this case to you, Kurt? Uh, several things. That, uh, first of all, this is very unusual. In, in my time here, and I was working in a nearby city prior to coming to the ST, um, I have rarely seen, if at all, uh, one of these smash-and-grab type uh, robberies. Uh, listeners have probably seen them on uh, TV dramatizations, TV shows, movies, uh, this case at the Dartmouth Mall is nothing like that at all. <laughs> this was not so a professional. Much less planning going into it. Oh, this is not a professional job. Thank heaven that nobody was hurt. Uh, it appears, uh, the big word here is appears, that, that uh, this gentleman acted alone. Um, he uh, so no getaway driver, no yeah. lookout, you know, no, nobody, no, no second guy to smash with him. That's right. Usually, this involves uh, multiple uh, um, uh, suspects. Um, usually, they have somebody stay with the car, uh, up to maybe four or five. Uh, people one person acting as a lookout another person smashing the jewelry uh, smashing the jewelry case uh to enhance the the haul that they get this uh man um allegedly acted alone he grabbed the hammer he smashed the jewelry case and scooped his hand into the jewelry case pulled out as much jewelry Placed it in a five-gallon bucket, but pri- but prior to the uh, 
the actual robbery, he walks by uh, two uh, people at the Dartmouth Mall, common citizens who were just sitting on a bench outside of K Jewelers, and says, hey, according to the police report, that is, you want to see something? Watch this. And then immediately after that, he goes and he commits, uh, he breaks a jewelry case, steals a jewelry. The whole purpose of using, uh, breaking the uh, jewelry case is that that loud bang will create terror. It will uh, disturb the attendant, throw them off their, uh, their center, and will prevent, will basically enable enable them from acting it's a little bit like a SWAT team throwing a smoke bar or a flash bomb into a room when they're uh, doing a now it also helps you get to the jewelry too there's also a more practical yeah but uh and i apologize if i'm going a little too fast maybe i'm just out of practice we haven't done these in a while no you're you're excited you're raring to go here we've been uh, containing uh, all this courtside with kurt energy (laughs) for all these months and we got to release it so but this young lady uh, the, the attendant uh, we're not. We did not identify her um, in the story. Uh, uh, her name and everything is in the police report, but we're not using that. I interviewed her the other night, and she said that uh, what she did was yell, yell as loud as possible to uh, call uh, call attention to what was happening. And she said it worked. That people came out of the stores. Uh, and um, it greatly enhanced uh, uh, Dartmouth Police Department's ability to make a quick arrest. Uh, Keep in mind that when this happened, it was 8.30 on a Monday night. The mall closes at 9, so the mall was open. There were customers there. All the stores were open. Thank heaven that nobody was hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she was kind of getting close to closing up for the Mm -hmm. night, right, putting some stuff away in the safe. And uh, it happened kind of behind her, right? She's putting stuff That's in the correct. safe, and she just hears this big smash behind mm-hmm. her and turns around, and there he is with a hammer, smashing the case and grabbing jewelry and throwing it in his five-gallon, uh, was it orange-red bucket? Yes. Orange bucket. Uh, now, what's a little surprising to me is this guy ever thought he was going to get away with this. Oh. I mean, with the amount, especially in a mall, with the amount of security footage, he then runs outside, and he gets into a 2005 red Toyota Prius, so mm-hmm. a a red car, so it's noticeable, and a Prius, which is kind of a uniquely shaped car, um, and uh, so they're able to, uh, you know, put out a with APB, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Lakeville, Polo, yeah, yes, uh, Lakeville police end up finding him um, within an hour, so not Correct. that much longer, yeah. and he still has the orange bucket, and there's jewelry uh, on the floor of the yep. uh, passenger side of his car. Although it did seem like from your story that maybe not all the jewelry was there, and he had already that correct that was my impression some too. of it. Yeah, yeah, because it seemed like they were still looking for some jewelry. So yeah, I don't know if he hid it or he was able to you know give it to a fence or something already. Or I who don't knows? Know. I mean, the other thing is that uh, uh, he borrows a car <laughs> from a family member. Uh, uh, we did not identify the family member <clears throat> in our story. Uh, but, I mean, that's something that professionals... Uh, and she works in the Brockton court systems. That is correct. So, so the, little, little mother uh, shake my head moment there. And uh, in in reading the, the court docs, it looked like this man, and again, he's only accused, was desperate. Uh I don't know his his history, 
but he has a pending uh, drug case uh, for a drug possession case for um, out of Hingham District Court. So he has now been charged mm. with armed robbery, vandalism, use of a motor vehicle in the commission of a felony, and larceny of property over twelve hundred dollars. He's uh, held without bail in New Bedford uh, till Tuesday, right? Is that when his uh, it's dangerous? Hanging is Friday. Oh, Fridays. Oh, on Tuesday he was held without bail. Correct. Sorry, I'm misreading this here. That's all right. Um, and that'll be in New Bedford District Court. That is correct. And uh, so we, we, we guess we'll find out a little bit more about his background, maybe at that, because that's probably maybe. what they'll look at there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you priors. I mean, this wasn't one where there was actually violence on another person, so. That's, you know, you, you do wonder right. uh, what will get brought up at a dangerousness hearing. But, the, you, I mean, you, he still created terror. Yes. And, uh, and, and you, you know, you wonder how long is that moment going to live with that young lady who uh, worked, in the, worked at the store. Uh, the, our district attorney has done a very good job of separating addiction with violence and punishing the violence and trying to get help for the addiction. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what more about to learn more about Mr. Beck's uh, Mr. Beck's uh, profile as it relates to drugs uh, at the dangerousness hearing and to follow this case going forward. <coughs> the government has a very strong case. Um, as you noted before, that they found some of the jewelry, they found the bucket. Um, they found the hammer. And they found the hammer. And so, I mean, that's very, very strong, uh, strong case. Uh, there also is the question about the uh, outstanding and the missing Jewelry. Yeah. So it is possible there's someone else involved somewhere here, or it's possible he, you know, hid some of it or, you know, stashed some of it somewhere. Um, Also, what I guess a little bit stood out to me is in 15 to 20 seconds at a kiosk in the Dartmouth Mall, he was able to take $87,000 worth of jewelry. That just, I don't know, seemed like a high number to me. Yeah, it, I'm not doubting the number. I'm just, no, I'm not surprised that there's that much and, you know, you can grab that quickly. Um, just, just an observation. Yeah, and, and I share that observation, too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to know more about the jewelry world here. <laughs> Leave that up to the wife. So, uh, yeah, so the next step here is the dangerousness hearing uh, on Friday. Uh, right now we're recording this on Thursday. Correct. Uh, and then uh, where does it go from there? Uh, you either have bail or not, right? If uh, dangerousness hearing is a, is, is a two-prong um, requirement, one, the government has to prove that the the defendant is a danger to to the community, and then number two, if it wants to hold him or her without bail, they have to prove that there is no other remedy other than detainment to um, uh, to protect the public safety. So those those will be the two issues uh, that'll come out tomorrow in the Bedford District Court. And, and we've talked about a lot of people who are going into dangerousness hearings, and I immediately am just like, oh, man, they got to find this guy dangerous. This one, though, I feel like is a little more on the fence, though. So. I, I don't know. I mean, because, I mean, if this guy is too dangerous to get bail, like, that, I feel like that kind of moves, moves the yard line of what, you know, dangerousness is a little bit, because I mean, this, this is a robbery. He never claimed to have a gun or anything, right? Mm-hmm. He never uh, threatened anyone specifically to That's their face. Correct. Yep. Um, so it does does make you wonder, like, what crimes would then fall under too dangerousness 
too dangerous to let a guy out on bail when the presumption is innocence and the only and the point of bail is you know to ensure they show for the next court hearings right That's not correct. to be punitive uh, it'll be interesting tomorrow to to see how the uh, court handles this. Uh, now, if it turns out there's a string of these or he's been mm-hmm. doing these all over the place, that might mm-hmm. be a different story. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the case of Drew A. Beck. Mm-hmm. And this is the grand return of the Courtside with Kurt podcast. Uh, as you could before, where you can find us on iTunes, kind of wherever you get your uh podcast google play omni wherever you like to get your podcast if there's a rating system if there's five stars you can give us if you can hit the follow button we do appreciate it we hope we're bringing you guys a little bit of insight mm. into some cases and it's a little bit of our thoughts and uh, you know kind of what goes through our head here in the newsroom when we're uh kurt's covering these cases and the rest of us are editing them or or discussing them and as always you can read kurt's work in the standard times and then on south coast today and our hope here, here is that what we're trying to do is to drill down and, and to, uh, to get rid of a lot of the shaft and to highlight the key issues uh, in the story. Uh, to Not to force our opinion on you if we have one, but just to make you think and to, um, to make you think. Yeah, we don't have all the answers. We do not. Even if we like to think we do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just have some fun uh, talking about these crimes here and uh, you know, hopefully giving people a little better idea, especially what law enforcement's doing, too. That's absolutely right. And the great work that they often do uh, right. finding these guys so quickly. Uh, it's, it's a tremendous job. <laughs>